passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome into the Ox and Audibles podcast. Uh, Matt Prem, Jared Mack on the show. We've hopped on Sunday evening to discuss the Oregon Duck football program because we said last time we did a show, we weren't quite sure when we'd get on unless it'd be Monday, maybe Tuesday, unless breaking news hit. And we've got breaking news, Jared. Um, Bo Nix, three-year starter at 2019 SEC Freshman of the Year. Bo Nix, starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers, entered the transfer portal, I believe, December 12th, and a week later has now landed with the Oregon Ducks. Um, I don't know about you. I saw this come across social and then quickly got a notification from our national desk saying if if we'd seen this. And my first reaction was, oh, my, and a couple of other things. I was This was not on the radar whatsoever, and yet it kind of felt like it should have been, knowing Dan Lanning's hires and his connections to every single one of those hires. And Bo Nix has a connection to Lanning's offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham. Yeah, I think my first reaction was um, probably a sigh. <laughs> We'll get into why later, but um, I'm not surprised to see this happen. Uh, Bo Nix had probably his best overall season as a true freshman in 2019. That's why he won the Freshman of the Year Award in the SEC, which is a difficult thing to accomplish. Um, but And that's because of Kenny Dillingham and the fact that Oregon has him as his offensive coordinator, the fact that Oregon doesn't have a clear-cut number one quarterback to take over for the 2022 season. Um, this makes a lot of sense if you're Bo Nix. This makes a lot of sense if you're Oregon. Um, in general, I do like the move because this is an unproven quarterback room. Um, Ty Thompson and Jay Butterfield have seen the field just very seldomly. Uh, Robbie Ashford hasn't seen the field at all, um, other than the diamond, but I think this is a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good transfer for Bo Nix. It's a good transfer for Oregon. It just provides them some, some stability. Um, it gives Nix a chance to, gosh, get out of the SEC East and try and figure out. Uh, how to how to play football against uh, non monster teams like Georgia and Bama and Florida and all these teams. So that's something to, on on the bright side to look forward to is that uh, when you look at his stats and they're not the greatest and I'll I'll get over that later too. Um, you have to remember who he's playing against and that's tough. And he's got he went through two offensive coordinators in his three years, two head coaches. Um, so this is a fresh start for him, really, uh, complete opposite side of the country. So this will be. It'll, it, I think it's a good move overall. Um, just depends how you feel about him as a player. And look, I, I've said on this podcast for over a week now, um, maybe even longer, that I felt like Oregon needed to go out and get a, a, right. a transfer portal quarterback. I did not feel comfortable going into the season with 
three quarterbacks and all three of them having very little experience at just college football in general, not even just at Oregon, but just experience in general. And now Oregon has a quarterback in Bo Nix who has won the SEC Freshman of the Year Award in 2019. He has played in 34 career games. He's thrown for over uh, 7,200 yards. He's thrown for 39 touchdowns, just 16 interceptions. Um, his comp- his career completion percentage is just under 60% at 59.4. He did have his best season yet in 2021 in that regard. Um, he has yards per attempt average has gone up every single season. Um, and so I, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I like this. I like the move. I like the decision to go out and to tell Ty Thompson, Jay Butterfield, and Robbie Ashford that nothing is given and that you have to earn your starting spot. And you you are going to have to go out and, and compete and win your job. You're just not going to be handed the starting job, one of those three guys. You, you have to win it from and beat beat somebody from for it. So mm-hmm. I like I like that decision. And I I think Obviously, you know, there's a lot of Duck fans. I think, Jared, you're probably going to fall into this category. Um, there are people that are going to have some reservations about taking Bo Nix um, because, yes, he has not been um, an amazing quarterback for all three years at Auburn because if he was, he wouldn't be transferring more than likely. Um, he's looking for a fresh start. I mean, this is just my perspective. We haven't talked to Bo Nix about why Oregon, why leaving Auburn. Um, but typically, you, you don't see – you know, some of the best college quarterbacks or players in general, but any sport just up and move. Um, very rarely do you see that. Um, and so there is, there's going to be some consistency things that Nick's is probably going to have to, to smooth out. He's going to have to elevate his game. You know, he, he's had some peaks, he's had some valleys, but I like the fact ultimately to push Ty and to push Jay and to push Robbie with a guy that's got multiple years left of eligibility and isn't in my eyes, I don't think Ty Thompson, Jay Butterfield or Robbie Ashford should look at the addition of Bo Nix and instantly say, well, he's automatically starting. So I need to leave now. I, I don't think that's the case here. No, that shouldn't be the case. Um, they should look at it as an, a hopefully an open competition. And I believe that's probably what Oregon's going to have in the spring and fall and, and upwards into the season. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I like the move in general. You need to bring someone who's established. Uh, you need to bring someone who has game experience because basically none of the quarterbacks in Oregon's locker room right now have it. And in order to be successful, and you got to have somebody who knows how to play the position. Um, you can't just bank on talent. There are the game experience matters a whole lot. Um, for me, the Knicks thing has been going on for a couple of years now, probably ever since Oregon lost in 2019 to Auburn. Um, he's a very similar quarterback to Anthony Brown, and that can rub a lot of people the wrong way. Um, he's very much of a one-read quarterback. I've watched plenty of Auburn games just because I'd like to keep tabs on them ever since they beat Oregon. Um, and they're usually a good team, and they'll be on your Saturday primetime game on CBS. Um, they're similar. So just overall numbers on the season, Bo Nix in 10 games, three less than Anthony Brown, had 2,200 yards, 2,294 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, QB rating of 130, 
7.1 yards per attempt, which is fine. But when you look at Brown's numbers in three more games, he had almost 2,700 yards, 16 touchdowns, and six interceptions, a 139 QB rating, 7.7 yards per attempt. So those are all better numbers for Anthony Brown, who was considered by plenty of Oregon fans to not be so great. So then you look into the numbers even more. Um, the similar problems that Oregon's offense found in Anthony Brown are going to potentially be similar problems that Bo Nix has. You look at his third down and long percentages. Um, he's completing 50% on third down, seven and nine, 170 yards and only no touchdowns, no interceptions on an 121 quarterback rating. Third and 10 and plus, which is real third down and long, uh, 43% completions on 23 attempts, 148 yards, under 100 quarterback rating. So these are this is troublesome. And obviously, again, Bo Nix plays in a much more talented defensive divi- or conference than the Pac-12. Um, there's should be no argument with that. Yes. Um, so, again, uh, SEC defenses are going to cause havoc on any quarterback who plays in there. But just the, the general numbers don't scream out anything great. Um, he's actually he's, he's a good red zone quarterback. Um, quarterback rating over 140 and 33 attempts, um, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, which is really great. Um, but on third down in general, which I'll go back to, um, 83 attempts in 2021, 55% completion, one touchdown, two interceptions on third downs over the course of the season. It's not great. Um, granted, while that is a lot of negative stats, we do have some positive ones as well. Um, in this deep dive, I did find, not a deep dive, it was a dive, just 30 minutes worth of research. It seemed that if you want to look at this from a bright side, which I can encourage you to do, um, Bo Nix was much more aggressive under Dillingham as an offensive yeah. coordinator, significantly more. Um, you look at, uh, there's a great stat where when Auburn was trailing by one to seven points in 2019, Bo Nix has had 106 quarterback rating but he was able to get 28 first downs and 111 passing attempts, but 20 plays over 15 yards. So they were taking shots down the field with him. Uh, 20 plays and 111 attempts, 15 yards. That's, that's a good percentage. That's in an eight-game sample size, so it's pretty significant. In 2021, this most recent year, in seven games, his quarterback rating in that same situation, trailing by one to seven points, was 91. So the 15 rating drop from 2019 to 2021 he accumulated only 36 first downs, so eight more than the 19 season, but only had seven plays of 15-plus yards. You go down the list, um, it's just significant how more aggressive he was in 2019, at least throwing the ball with Kenny Dillingham as his offensive coordinator. Um, he had more more overall uh, gains of over 15, more overall gains of 25-plus yards than he did in 2021, and that's as a freshman. So that does speak volumes to how Dillingham runs his offense in case people want to know he's going to be aggressive. Um, I think that was Dan Lanning's first thing when talking about the offense. It's like, we're going to move the ball down the field. And with Knicks, if he, if you put him with receivers that are capable, um, he could do it. And again, that's another discussion in Oregon's wide receiver room, but these are, they are good numbers and they're bad numbers. It's almost like every quarterback. Um, it's just going to depend on who Oregon surrounds him with and how Oregon wants to play him in Dillingham's offense. Um, if there is that continuity between Dillingham and Knicks, like it was in 2019, this could be a good year for him. And not to mention he's mobile. He's not a running quarterback, but he can run. He's athletic enough. 
So overall, I mean, it, it kind of just depends on how you feel about him in general. But there are some there are some stats that make him look good and stats that make him look bad. Um, I tried my best to go a little 50-50 with it. But to, it, I think the one big thing that I found out from researching is that Oregon will probably be more aggressive with Dillingham as their offensive coordinator than not. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly that it's basically an eye of the beholder. You can find some things that make this look like it's a bad get for Oregon, but -hmm. you can also find some things that make it look as if it's a very good get for the Oregon Ducks. Um, I did text someone who covers Auburn um, and has covered Auburn for a really long time. Um, before we did this podcast and I got a text while we were recording it and his thought, his, his words were, you know, some of the the biggest moments from an offensive standpoint and just an overall Auburn football standpoint in the last five, 10 years, some of the biggest plays or exciting plays Mm -hmm. or memorable plays have come with Bo Nix being the trigger man at quarterback. And then that person also said, but it's a feast or famine type of player where you're going to have really, really good performances. And then you might get the next week, a really bad performance. And this is why ultimately for me, I go back and I like this, this get because worst case scenario, everyone, everyone's expectations are for Ty or best case scenario. Everyone's uh, expectations for Ty Thompson come true. And Bo Nix is here and doesn't beat out Ty Thompson. And Ty Thompson wins the job, goes on to have a huge year, and Bo Nix either finishes his career as a backup at Oregon or he goes to another school um, for a graduate season and is off running, you know, his own his his last season. And Oregon is totally content because Ty Thompson has gone on and had an amazing first season in 2022 and is coming back in 2023 for a big year. And that could be Jay Butterfield. That could also be mm-hmm. Robbie Ashford. Worst yeah, case scenario, for, worst, worst case scenario for those guys is they're not as good. They're not ready to play, which was clearly adamant this season under Anthony Brown. And Oregon has to result to playing another quarterback. And that quarterback is the SEC freshman of the year in 2019. A guy that's played in the system that Kenny Dillingham is going to be using He's a three-year starter in the SEC. He's played in bowl games. And if he happens to have a good year and he and he and he wins the job and he and he performs well and Oregon has a good year, guess what? You now have another quarter, you have a quarterback coming back in 2023 for a potential fifth year of college football. And you 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 have an opportunity to go and find another younger freshman in that 2023 recruiting class to be his backup more than likely going into his final and his, his second and final season at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to already appoint Bo Nix as the starter for 2022. Right. Um, is he the, the favorite? Sure. Yeah. Because he has experience. He has the 34 games like you play that, like you've mentioned uh, he's a graduate transfer. He's had three years at Auburn. He got his degree, which is unbelievable for him to do. And so, yeah, he'd probably be the favorite in the clubhouse right now. But I think this is an opportunity for Oregon to have a real open quarterback competition. This is an opportunity for uh, Ty Thompson and uh, Jay and Robbie and all those guys to go out and do their best in the offseason and get as you know, 
get better because there's no, this job isn't just the keys aren't handed to Bo Nix because he's best or he's, you know, worked with Kenny Dillingham before. Um, and I think that's going to be a huge thing for Oregon is just to have an open competition and really have somebody who could step up. It could be any of the three, frankly. Um, they're sure there's pro- ties, probably your favorite, but again, there was uh, there was no sign of that during the season that someone, one of those freshmen were ready to overtake Anthony Brown. And maybe that happens again. And like you said, you still have a guy who has 34 games under his belt, SEC experience, you know, huge moments in Auburn history. The last few years have been either for better or worse have been because of Bo Nix. And um, again, I'm, I am part of the camp that is not the biggest fan of Bo Nix, the quarterback. Um, But however, I am a part of the camp that's a favor of this move in general. And I think we started out, I started the podcast with that. And it just provides stability, provides competition. Um, this is the iron sharpens iron metaphor. Nothing's going to be handed to you. You're going to have to earn the competition. And um, I don't anticipate to see, you know, Butterfield or Ashford or Thompson's name jump into the portal anytime soon because somebody came here. Um, if you're a program that's stagnant and not looking to develop and get better, then that's an issue. If you think that everybody in-house is good enough, they're probably not. So getting outside and jumping into the transfer portal and getting somebody who's capable, who has shown they're capable and bringing them into the program to either uh, teach the younger guys how to do things or promote competition is exactly what Oregon should be doing right now. And that goes for all positions as well. So it'll be a fun one. Now we have, you know, uh, one of the first big, um, player person or player transactions in the Dan Lanning era. And it's a bit of a splash. Yeah. It's a big name. Bo Nix has been, like I said, at the national stage plenty of times on CBS on Saturday. And so that'll be a name that will garner Oregon attention. And that's exactly what Dan Lanning needs to do. He needs to bring in guys who are proven. He will not face a defense as good as he saw in the SEC the last three no. years in the one or two seasons that he will play at Oregon. Um, like there, there won't be a defense that comes close. So I think that's a positive in that regard too. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's going to be going down a level, if you will. Real quick, let's talk about the other three quarterbacks now. I, sure. I think this is a clear indication that Kenny Dillingham, who was at practice the last couple weeks or the last couple days, um, for Oregon football as they prepare to the, for the Alamo Bowl. Um, he's not participating in practice. He wouldn't do that anyways. It, it, it's silly to even think that. Um, he just met these guys. He's literally just fact-finding. He's mm-hmm. watching from a distance, seeing what the offense has, seeing the player personnel that he has. And then he's probably watching a crap ton of film and watching all the cut-ups that he possibly can just to familiarize himself with the staff. And with, um, not the staff, but familiar, familiarize himself with the roster and what he's going to be working with in 2022. And I think this is a sign that not only is it a challenge to the three freshman quarterbacks, but he's not 100% sold that, that they are as good as they possibly can be and that they needed to do something to improve the, the overall room of the quarterback room. And so I, I think this speaks a little bit to where – Jay Butterfield, Robbie Ashford, and Ty Thompson are at. And B, Jared, I, I don't 
I don't anticipate all three of these guys being on the roster at the end of going into fall camp in 2022. I, I think one of them will transfer. So I have to disagree with that. I think that Dillingham just went and got somebody that he knows because he doesn't know what the talent level is at Oregon yet. You know, he's been hired for less than a couple of days. And yeah, he's been at practice and he can go through all the film. But I feel like until you're fully invested and you're spending you know, all your hours of your work day at the facilities and really seeing these guys work, um, not just on the field, but in the weight room, uh, in the film studies and in uh, quarterback rooms, stuff like that. Um, I don't feel like he's really going to know. However, what he does know is Bo Nix. He's coached him. He knows his work ethic. He knows how he performs off the field. He knows all of these things. So I think it's a safety, like a safety valve for him. It's like, okay, well, if one of these three quarterbacks comes in and really steals the show, that's awesome. I love that. But if not, I can always fall back and we can go with Bo because he's proven and I know who he is as a person and probably know his family and all that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to go on your second point. I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody transfer by the end of spring ball. Um, who it's going to be, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not even going to make a guess. No. Um, but that would be that would be the time to transfer if you're if you're one of those guys. It's just by that point after I forgot how many weeks spring ball is, but after that many weeks, there's probably going to be a clear one or two or three. Um, and if you're the odd man out, whoever that may be, it might be time to look. Or I don't know. You can have all three of them transfer tomorrow, and we'll be doing another podcast. <laughs> so um, I think I think it's a safe option for Oregon to have Bo Nix, but they still have a quarterback room that's pretty talented. And obviously, they haven't shown it in a game yet because they didn't show it enough in practice. Their you know their sec second or first year in the program. Um, but then again, this is a program that's looking for conference championships. It doesn't really have an opportunity to just throw somebody out on the field and be like, all right, learn. It's well, you know, Oregon was the number three team in the country for a while last year. And you can't just throw somebody out there and see how it goes. And like, oh, let's give them some reps. It's like, well, you do that, you might lose. And they don't, they were not in the position to lose last year. Um, I don't think this program thinks they're in the position to lose ever. Uh, so this is why they bring in Bo Nix is because they know at the very minimum, this is what you're going to get. I think it's very similar to how they brought in Anthony Brown for Tyler Shuck at the very minimum. This is what you're going to get. Um, that probably, I mean, probably wasn't the plan ultimately to have Anthony Brown be your quarterback in 2021, the entire time, but that's what happened. And they knew what they were going to get. And that was okay because they could game plan and scheme around Anthony Brown. So I feel like this is a very similar situation. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun off season, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think Oregon. I think you and I both have said this on the last couple of podcasts that we we believe Oregon needs to be in that portal, trying to find yeah. players that can fill holes. Um, mm -hmm. And Dan Lanning said they're they're gonna they're it would be a mistake for them not to check the portal to see what's in there. But that's not the only place that they're gonna shop for players. Um, but I think it's, I think this is probably a year in which we might see Oregon be a little bit more active than Dan Lanning may typically will want to be just because the talent on this team is still pretty darn high. And if they can fill yep. a couple holes and solidify a couple positions, 
this team is right back to where they were going into the 2020 football season or 2021 football season and competing for a Pac-12 championship and seeing where the cards land at the end of the year. 100%. I think it's, we've said this a bunch of times. It's, a, it's I think it's extremely, you and I both think it's extremely important that they hit the portal hard. Um, they're going to have more attrition by the end of the off season. Um, that's just what happens. Uh, they're going to land more recruits, however. Um, but there's going to be some needs. There's going to be some areas where it's not as, you know, there's not as clear cut of a one and two heading into next year. Um, and that's where the transfer portal comes in handy. Um, and again, like every program after the bowl season, there's going to be more attrition. So it's already a talented pool that's in the transfer portal right now. Uh, in two to three weeks, it's going to be even better. And Oregon needs to capitalize on that when they can. Um, they might not be able to compete sometimes with players, and maybe there's some NIL deals that go on that just you know sway somebody one place or the other. Um, but Oregon has a good program with their NIL. They have uh, players who are currently at Oregon who have deals and have been national nationally talked about uh, in terms of their NIL deals. So that might come into play, or it's just the fact that Dan Lanning is going to probably be hiring a, a, a recruiting or a staff in general that recruits the hell out of it. And that's what he's been doing so far. Um, and they'll be able to compete with a lot of people in terms of transfer portal recruiting. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be imperative for them to do that. And we'll see what happens after that. All right, that's going to do it for us here on this edition of the Odds and Audible's podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Check out DuckTerritory.com for more content on this transfer. Bo Nix to Oregon, Auburn starting quarterback leaves the Tigers, leads the Plains to head north to Eugene to reunite with offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham. For Jerry Mack, I'm Matt Prem. You've been listening to the Odds and Audibles podcast. Peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.